Imagine speaking the dialect of the ancient Athenians. Imagine speaking Attic or Classical Greek, the language spoken in the 6th or 4th centuries BC. This is the language of Aeschylus, Thucydides, Sophocles, Plato, and Aristotle. The Circe Institute Greek Apprenticeship, called Atikizo, is a three-year program that teaches spoken Attic Greek with mentor Monique Neal and a small cohort of fellow journeymen. Enter the porticos of ancient Greece and encounter directly her poets and teachers. Delight yourself in this least intimidating path of beginning studies in ancient Greek. Seats are limited in this unique program. Register now at circeinstitute.org backslash greek apprenticeship or contact Andrea Lipinski at andrea at circeinstitute.org. And now on with this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Quiddity on the Circe Podcast Network, where we engage in the classical spirit of inquiry. I'm your guide, Brandon LeBlanc, and today I am joined by Heather Shirley. Heather is the mother of three homeschool graduates. She currently serves as the CAO Emeritus for Classical Conversations, where she has been on staff since 2002. She and her husband, Ed, also host reading events with friends and family, uh, where grilled goods are served and and good conversations (laughs) abound. Welcome, Heather. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. That's a great introduction. I look forward to talking about that. It's good to be here. (laughs) Uh, Heather is also the head mentor of one of our East Coast uh, locations for for the apprenticeship program. But we are here today to talk a little bit about uh, these reading events, which Heather and her family uh, call Book in a Day. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Brendan. Um, well, first, Heather, how long have you been doing these these Book in a Day events? I know a couple of the staff mm-hmm. have been to some of those and been around for a while. Yeah, I, it, I think I think our first one may have been 2014 or 2015, so not okay. quite 10 years. Um, okay. But yeah, that was probably when we began. And where did the idea for doing this come from? Well, it was inspired by a few things. Uh, it was first, it was, um, I graduated from the Circe Apprenticeship in 2013. And we had read some good books, some books that were just really came to life in conversation and in reading out loud together in the apprenticeship. And I thought, I, even though I've graduated from the apprenticeship, I want to keep doing this. And, and where can I keep doing something like this? So it was inspired by the experience in the apprenticeship. And then the second thing that inspired it was being out at, um, in 2013, I graduated my first homeschool child, my first <laughs> child from homeschooling. And in 2013, we decided to celebrate by both of us going out to West Callahan. Um, and West Callahan used to host events called Hill Abbey. Mm-hmm. And he would have um, uh, folks out there and uh, we would stay on his farm out in Idaho and we would read a book out loud um, for many hours during a day with breaks in between, with gardening in between, with meals in between. Um, and and so um, in 2013, my son and I had gone out there to read um, City of God, uh, Augustine City mm-hmm. of God over a two week period out loud. And so we read through the whole City of God out loud over a two week period. So 2013, I graduated from the apprenticeship, graduated my firstborn son um, from homeschooling, and then um, went to West Callahan's and really caught a vision for reading out loud from a good book together. And um, and I needed, you know, another space to continue learning like I had been in the apprenticeship. So that was some of the inspiration. Nice. So what was the what was the first book y'all did? 
the very first book we did was with a group of uh, uh, three other families, and they were CC families or homeschool families and people we've been doing life with. And I think the very first book we tackled may have been Gorgias. Um, we read Gorgias out loud together. And um, and this was a slight variation from the book in a day. This was a group that would meet once a month on a Saturday. Usually we would get together in the afternoon. Uh, we'd spend maybe 30 minutes or an hour reading the book that we had chosen for the few months. And we started with Gorgias. And then um, we had two two of the husbands loved to grill. And so <laughs> they um, they were very happy, makes them very happy to serve up good grilled food uh, to a group of people and see them enjoy it and be happy. So um, it really was a converging of um, kind of some love that we shared and the sh- love that we shared with each other and for each other and for these good books and for good food that brought us together. So Gorgias was our first one, but it wasn't a book in a day. It was a, you know, almost like a book club with mm-hmm. um, plus grilling, plus, um, you know, some good craft beer, or good wine sometimes, and then um, maybe a cigar or a pipe. And um, and so so we ended up just, you know, having some of those Saturday events. And we tried to we were also trying to create a space for our growing middle school and high school children to, for them to see, uh, you know, what fellowship and feasting looked like. That was kind of um Maybe Hobbit-like, I don't know, maybe Shire-like, uh, but, uh, you know, just a space where adults get together, have conversation, and they would join in, and sometimes they would, you know, more watch and kind of, you know, just participate by watching. Sometimes they join in with a question or with an answer or um, or part of the conversation, but the format was pretty much we got together in the afternoon, four or five. We would read a little bit together while some might be tending to the grill. We were reading out loud. Anybody who didn't want to read, they just passed. Um, and then others were very eager to read. And um, and then we had a couple of our husbands going in and out to the grill, coming in and listening, and then going out to the grill, coming in and listening. And uh, we would do that. Then we would eat. Um, we would have, you know, the grilled goods. And um, and then after that, we would, um, you know, again, have a, have a drink or water, depending on who the designated driver was. And, um, and we would... Um, you know, sit around and talk for an hour or two after that, just about what we had read. But initially, when you're reading, uh, you're not to, to you know, really stop and ponder there. You're to read the text and just continue to move through the text, mm-hmm. which could be challenging for you, you know, initially, because you're going to want to stop and talk about something right there and then. And we just said, you know, make a note, put a little sticky, put a question mark, and we'll come back to it. And we'll talk to talk about it over dinner or the after dinner conversation. So that was kind of the format of the just the kind of monthly gatherings with friends. Um, so what did you see, I guess, both uh, when you visited Wes's program and then when you did mm-hmm. this, this first uh, kind of um, continuous reading uh, on weekends with, with your group, what were you seeing come out of that, that um, the benefits of that in particular that made you want to continue scheduling these kind of regularly mm-hmm. and continue to do this? Um the benefits that were coming out of it was we were, we were parents launching um, high school and adult, you know, we were really moving through middle school and high school. And some of these conversations from these books were just so human and so encompassing and so well put um, in thought. Uh, When you, when you approach Plato reading, reading commentators many times about Plato is much more confusing than reading Plato (laughs) 
Plato himself. And, and that was surprising to us. So I think, I think that was encouraging to us, but it was also surprising to us that when we sat down and we read a Plato dialogue together, like Gorgias as our first, that we were, we, he was talking about the concerns of how we use our speech, uh, how we use, uh, you know, what is rhetoric, um, what is sophistry, um, what is really the greatest aim of speech and, um, speech is soul leading and, um, and he would, you know, he had some beautiful analogies um, and some ways of pushing our thinking of what we think language is for and brings out, is there a just way to use language and unjust way to just the contemplation of of language? We were all very interested in and as parents, uh, very interested in our kids learning about as well. So especially our, you know, growing almost adult kids. What do you think some of the benefits are from from coming together to read it aloud versus, say, reading it and then coming together to discuss it, or reading it separately and coming together to discuss it? The benefits of reading apart and then coming together, we we were finding that for some of us, even sitting down with um, the book by by itself initially was it was hard to find time for it and it was hard to make space for it. And um Sometimes if we didn't find the time or space to read it, we would not feel like we were prepared or like we did the work before Mm -hmm, we got mm -hmm. there. And we really wanted to remove that spirit of you need to read and then come together and just talk about the reading. Um, We really wanted the experience of reading out loud together and us all knowing that we heard, although our ears are tuned to all sorts of different frequencies, um, that, that we could experience the text out loud together. And then refer back to it, you know, during the dinner conversation and after, because we had experienced it and we could say, oh, remember over here on page, da, 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 this is what, you know, what we heard or what, what I'm wondering about mm-hmm. or what I'm thinking about. So, um, so I think there's value. Obviously, there's value in, in both. Um, uh, but we really wanted to remove the, if I don't get to read it this month, um, should I go to the gathering? And the answer is like, yes. So, so yes, you should go to the gathering. We should come together and take that pressure off of having to read apart from a group of uh, people and really come together and enjoy the art of reading out loud together. Um, that seemed to be something uh, that, that was been very beneficial. And I think we all come from varying degrees of ability to read and some, maybe we can read pretty well, but we have an insecurity about reading or we have a mental kind of block with, I can only read, you know, um, a sports paragraph, or I can only read um, an article that's three paragraphs long, or I can only read a tweet. Um, and so when you when you have these larger, you know, works before you that do take some effort to get into, to do it with a group of people, I think helps with courage and endurance and, um, you know, kind of inspiration. Hmm. So that was kind of the spirit behind yeah, reading together and kind of alleviating the issue of I'm not smart enough for Plato. Let's take that off the table and let's just get into Plato. Yeah. So you, this first time, well, the first time you, you got to go to West's farm in Idaho, which, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're out there and you're not jealous, you should be. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, and then you did it in your home over several, several meetings. Um mm-hmm. I think you've also gone to some other locations, right? What are some of the places y'all have gone to do do these, or you set aside a day for it? 
Yeah. Well, well, yeah. So I, I guess we have, I guess I have a three pronged, you know, spectrum here of events. <laughs> okay. We got the kind of once, you know, the once a month short get together with friends that you kind of do life with. Um, the next one's the book in a day where we would maybe try to get through a book in a day. Um, and, um, and we've done that in our home. Um, and we've, um, done that with, um, the great divorce. We've done that with some excerpts on friendship from Augustine, Cicero, mm. and um, Aristotle. And so we've, we've done some there, but we also have had these retreats. Um, so thanks for reminding me that, Brandon. Yeah, we've had these retreats where, where I've gone usually to someplace beautiful like the beach here in North Carolina. I'm sure the mountains are beautiful, too. I do love the mountains, too, but we've gone to the beach and um, and we read a um a, a whole book that's a little bit longer and harder to read in a day. Um, and the very, yeah. So the very first one we did where we went to more of a beach retreat location, I think was in 2017, maybe 2016, maybe 2015. I don't know, somewhere in there. And the very first book I think we read was, um, I think it was Boethius uh, mm. on the consolation of philosophy. And um and it was just a book I had heard, uh, you yeah. know, in some circles, and it was small enough uh, that I thought it looked um, some, like something we could do in two days at, mm-hmm. at the beach. And so we we would arrive usually on a Wednesday. We would read Thursday, Friday, some Saturday, um, and but our afternoons were usually free to go walk on the beach or have quiet, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, take off Sunday usually. So that was kind of what those events looked like. So yeah, it was kind of this. It kind of kind of ebbed and flowed between um, an evening with friends to uh, some days where you could really get through a really good book in a day, yeah. and then um, and then some retreats where we could go, you know, read out loud together a longer piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read Constellation of Philosophy last year for the first time for the same yeah. reason. People kept talking, you know, kept coming up in yeah. conferences and talks and. Um, <laughs> And it was sitting on the shelf and my kids had read it because Kobe had taken them through when they did medieval reading. And but uh, but then we just did it. Uh, Matt and Andrea and I just covered it on um, Overdue Classics, the other the other podcast. So Lovely. we just I'll wrapped that one up. That. Uh, if you would just go. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And it was a, and it was and a, even though we didn't read it aloud, it was a very different experience discussing it with other people versus reading it mm. myself. You know, that brought a mm-hmm. lot of things out. So um, mm. that's a really good one. Um, that is a good one. So that's fun. Like you, you seem to have. There's kind of three different, like you said, three different uh, structures there. Um, mm-hmm. What What have been some of your your favorite books over the years that y'all have, you've done in the different settings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I can probably you know tell you you know kind of where we were in life when we were mm-hmm. reading that particular piece, and 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 just the 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 beauties or the um yeah just the beauties came to us through some of the reading with friends uh, one of um one of the book in a days kind of that we did here um was actually Wes Callahan came out here he's come out here twice to my house and and kind of given us some direction on you know excerpts to read together and I think the very first time he came out uh we we had excerpts on friendship from Cicero, um, as I mentioned, Aristotle and Augustine. And we had a lot of young people. We had a lot of, um, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds there. And it was um, 
it was a lovely time of them reading in groups, um, maybe reading um, one, like I think we had three groups of five um, and we, we had, um, we had each group kind of read and summarize what they learned from um, they went off and read for about an hour and then came back and uh, summarized what they had learned from Augustine or from Cicero. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then we ate some food and then people would get together and, you know, start comparing, you know, what did they have alike? What, what was similar? What was different? And, um, and that was a really special time because this is, these are young people forming, you know, continuing to form their own formation is, is going on on who they're becoming. And, um, and they're also trying to figure out friendship, uh, others, others, you know, being their friend and being a friend to others. So um, that was really special. The Great Divorce was one that we had a mixture of people from the homeschool community and our church, uh, a Baptist church back then that came. And um, and I've got a picture. It's like 35 people <laughs> in camp chairs out on our lawn. Nice. And we just we just read the Great Divorce um, in about a day time, and um, and yeah, just the impact from that reading uh, about how we how the 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 gates of hell are locked from the inside that we we a lot of times don't want to be healed or we don't mm. want the love the kind of love he offers. We we just our love's too small. And, um, and so I remember being very impacted by Lewis, of course, through that. And then during Christmas time, you've, you know, and I saw that Cersei, uh, Matt hosted something recently, uh, through the nativity time or through the advent time, uh, we have read, uh, on, on the incarnation by St. Mm-hmm. Athanasius, uh, for several years now, right around, you know, advent yeah, yeah, nativity great choice. time. Yeah. And, um, and that was to read a church father out loud, um, was, was pretty cool. Um, and, um, so we've, we've gotten to enjoy, you know, learning and hearing voices that way, uh, from, from church history, from, uh, Greek history, educational history, and how they, how they kind of, uh, you know, repeat similar things and also correct some, some things and add to some things. So, um, you, you mentioned, uh, for great divorce, you had like 35 people. Um, mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. what's, what's been that range kind of on size and, and, you know, that you think you can work with and, and maybe it's different in different settings, but. Yeah. Yeah. With the, um, with, you know, in our home, we have uh, three bathrooms. So Ed says that bathroom proportion is like really important. <laughs> he said, if we, if we have to rent porta potties, Heather, he says he's it's, out. So it's too big. I'm okay. Like, okay. Okay. I'm like, That's okay. a good rule. Ed. So, That's a good rule. <laughs> <laughs> so we're kind of, I've had to negotiate with them on, you know, what he thinks is reasonable, what I think is reasonable. <laughs> and we also, I mean, at one point we, we, you know, we talked about ratio of male to female, that females get the bathrooms and males can figure things out. But anyway, um, so we've, we've had some good uh, conversations, but they tend to be, um, I've had as few as eight, seven or eight here. Uh, we, we read mere Christianity in a day. Um, we didn't quite get to the end of it, but we almost did. And I think I had seven that day. And then when we did the great divorce, like I said, we probably had 35 folks and uh, folks would bring some food. But um, and at those events, Ed also has not only a grill, but a cast iron pot. So anytime we're in the fall, he's got this cast iron pot and that can serve mm-hmm. a really great group. Um, so we've done. Yeah, we've got the cast iron pot element, too, for the fall. So. And yeah, so that's probably the range. And then when we've done the retreats at the beach, of course, I have to coordinate, you know, some 
some lodging and some bed arrangements and, you know, preferences and food, um, that's a little bit more involved um, because those have typically been only, they started out only women coming and then mm-hmm. they changed to, to couples. But, um, but, uh, but those tended to be, yeah, anywhere from seven of us to um, I think the largest group I had there might've been, 19 18 or 19 okay something like that um well let's you you mentioned uh we've talked about it now a couple times three three different ones right one that's kind of an ongoing at your house one that's an actual sure. single single day at your house locally and then sure. one that's a kind of a retreat so you're kind of over a couple of days but there's some um what if you could give some advice on some of the logistics and structure of those different ones. You mentioned earlier that you're going to read straight through. And so people, you don't mm-hmm. stop people take notes, but th- those kind of things, like if someone's wanting to plan one of these themselves, what are some of the logistical advice on those three different, three different sets you might have for someone? Sure. Sure. So the, the first one um, has resonated with friends over the years. I've got some apprentices that were in the apprenticeship that their husbands love the grill. They love the smoker or the grill. And so, you know, we talk and, um, so some of them have, have, have asked me some of those logistical questions, too, on that, you know, afternoon, uh, the afternoon, maybe once a month, or maybe you just do an afternoon where you have one afternoon and you um, invite folks, you you bring a book. So usually it's good to it's usually good to use the same version of the book. So you're not spending time going between page numbers. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'll send an Amazon link. Um, sometimes I've been known in certain seasons of life to have 15 copies of certain books. So sometimes <laughs> I would just say, come. Yes. And I've got multiple copies. The so, life of the homeschooler. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, so you know, securing the book is part of the logistics and trying to really get everybody have, having the same version so that you can uh, not wrestle with page numbers or, um, in some cases, translation issues. So, um, so the same book. And then, um, you know, you come together. And it's usually good to start out reading when people arrive. You know, mix and mingle for a few minutes and then settle down. Um, Four-ish uh, was usually a time that we settled down four to four thirty, and we'd read for thirty minutes to an hour, and we would just be in a circle in camp chairs or circles around a table. We were usually outside. Usually the weather was good. We do have a covered area outside as well, but um, but we would usually uh, do that. And then the person, you know, some people want to read, some people just really want to listen, um, and others are just not comfortable reading out loud. And so you kind of, you know. We make that very clear that, uh, you know, if you're not interested in reading, just go ahead and say, you know, I'll pass or, you know, and then you mm-hmm, kind of get mm-hmm. used to it. Um, and then the grillers, um, the both of the grillers, one griller enjoys reading. The other griller doesn't love to read out loud. So he's very happy to to keep serving um, at the grill and just kind of come in and listen. So so we um, we just keep it very comfortable and not performance oriented. Mm-hmm. We try to make it not performance oriented at all, but it's more. Um, uh, you know, soul habituating and just, um, you know, trying to come together around a good text and, and be surprised by the thoughts and questions and ways of asserting and um, expressing the, the questions about life and meaning and the world and this world that we see with our senses and the world that lies beyond our senses, that's intelligible, that um, is related to the material world, but that um, shines through the material world. Um, and so, you know, we just would, so we'd read 30 minutes or an hour and then we would eat the food. Some people would bring something. Sometimes some people wouldn't bring something. All they could do was show up. 
one one of our kids at some point, you know, was having uh, children, and they're doing everything they can just to get out the door with the <laughs> one year old. So, and yeah. we pass around the one year old, and you know, the one year old walks around. We take shifts. You know, we come in, read, we go out, and walk around with the one year old. So, we don't we don't make it a a high stress thing. And then yeah, so we eat, and then we usually sit around uh, for a few hours and you know, just talk about it, talk about life, talk about the relationships of the things that we're learning to the life and the circumstances that we're in or what it's causing us to think about or a new way it's helping us to think about something or something that was just interesting that's going to cause us to maybe um, have questions that are driving us um, a little differently. So logistically, is that good for the, for kind of the half day one? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And then the um, full day one is, Pretty much the half day one, um, except you're going to, you know, have more uh, hours together. And and so just making it clear, you get up and you go to the restroom whenever you want to. Um, sometimes we would read for an hour, set a timer for an hour, um, and then take a 15-minute or 30-minute break and let people walk around, fellowship, go to the bathroom, get snacks. But at any time during the reading, if you needed to, to do any of those things, we made it clear, get up, go, do what you need to do. But then sometimes we'd have a little bit of at least one break in the morning and one break in the afternoon um, and snacks kind of throughout the day that you could kind of graze on. And then we kind of move toward that main meal, uh, mm -hmm. you know, by four-ish, four-ish or five-ish. Um, and um, Great Divorce worked pretty well within a day. Uh, we were able to get it in there. Mere Christianity was just a little too long uh, mm -hmm. to read in a day. Um, we started, you know, closer to 10 a.m. Uh, and would try to be done around 4 p.m. Um, I have known I have known a friend who did Norms of Nobility in a day. Oh, my goodness. They started at 8 a.m. And I think they finished uh, at like 11 p.m. So this was diehard. These were diehard folks. Um, so uh, they're pretty intense folks. But uh, <laughs> I don't I don't recommend that as a first one for sure. Uh, but a couple Saturdays, you could break norms of nobility yeah, up. That wouldn't yeah. be bad. Um, trying to think. Some excerpts from um, Augustine or Cicero on friendship, um, they lend themselves nicely to small bits and bites. Gorgias, oh, I think that can be read in a few hours. I always go to Audible and kind of mm -hmm. look at the hours mm -hmm. on Audible to kind of say, okay, if it's four hours, then in a day, that's not too bad. If it's five hours, it's doable. But six hours, it's probably going to get a little antsy if yeah, we're doing yeah. a 10, 10, 10 to 4. So um, I use, yeah, I would check a book by Audible. Um, that's a good but, rule of thumb. Uh, yeah. And then Mino, um, Mino is is read in, in an hour uh, or an hour and a half. So Plato's Mino is, I think we read that twice um, at a retreat at, at some point. Um and so it's it's a really short Plato's Mino is pretty short. Um, so so those are some logistics for like the day long. Um, okay. Again, some folks would bring food if that if they were up for it, but we we were just in a season where you know Costco and cooking and providing food we bulked it up and yeah. and we really tried to host the food uh, um, in those days a lot. But we also had another friend who was very natured the same way. So so between. Between my husband's love of shopping and food and her husband's love of shopping and food, <clears throat> we were really well covered. And then if people brought other things, it was kind of um, compliment, you know, something to compliment, but not necessary. So. 
And and if somebody <laughs> gets there to that point and they want to do the 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 weekend away, any any advice mm. on making sure that goes smoothly? Well, um, you know, start small and start with people who love you. <laughs> 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 so that with you know, when bumps happen or it's like, uh yeah, you know, that that they forgive, you know, quickly. Um so, so you can kind of work your way out, kind of get used to the rhythms. Um, it, you know, I had a friend that would help me with the food because uh, Ed, you know, in the first several retreats, we didn't have these amazing husbands, chef husbands. So, um, so that means we we had to prepare a little bit beforehand. Um, I would cook some chicken beforehand, or I would do some taco meat, or um, and and so I did a little bit of that for the lunches in particular. And then we tried to anybody who was coming, we would try to say who can take. Um, maybe uh, this night of dinner and a couple of people work together to make this dinner, do the shopping. Uh, we would make some time in the afternoons for anybody who needed to go shop and then make the dinner for that night. And so we usually had two or three nights together and w- people would take shifts on the dinner and kind of pair up or have, you know, three people work together on the dinner time. And that was always a lot of fun. It was just it's a sweet, sweet time, you know, to be sitting around, it, you know, most of the places that we had had a pretty open kitchen with a pretty open living room and a pretty open deck looking out at the beach. So we, the space was lovely. Those that were cooking were very involved with um, those that were hanging out in the living room um, to those that were out on the deck. So it was, it was a sweet space. Um, so food-wise, that's something to consider. Place-wise, again, um, I was in a season that um, I had done some re- research and North Carolina just has um, in the off season, in the fall season, hurricane season, <laughs> I can get great rates. And so, um, so that's when we would tend to go and just pray for good weather. Sure. Um, and, um, and I could get a house, you know, that was oceanfront and had a, you know, five to five to 10 bedrooms, depending on the year. Um, and, and that was kind of what was, given to me within the circumstances and, you know, geography of where I am. So. You mentioned that on those, you tend to do uh, reading early and then have some time in the afternoons mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Um, reflection or just enjoying the beach. And um, mm-hmm. so, so what's kind of, is there like have kind of a max length on the books there too? Is it more like a eight hour, 10 hour mm-hmm. or something like that? I think so. Eight to 10 hours. We did confessions, um, uh, one year and, um, and we couldn't quite get through, through that. Well, um, I think the last, yeah, I think the last couple of hours we weren't able to get to. Um, so yeah, that's probably good. That's probably fair to say eight to 10 hour books. is Yeah. Um, that would be, and it depends on the nature of the group that you're with. Um, a lot of, you know, sometimes we come together and there's, you know, you got a couple of diehards that are really there to get through <laughs> the book. Um, uh, and so, and then you've got others that are just like, no, I really need kind of a quiet, I need some quiet and I need some beauty and I need um, some reading. And yeah. so to really kind of set that expectation up front and I send out an agenda usually, um, uh, you know, a month ahead of time to kind of say, this is what I'm thinking. This, these are our two blocks in the morning, then we'll have lunch. And then from one to three, we'll rest, walk, shop, whatever you want to do. And mm-hmm. then we may come together again um, at three 30 and try to read for another hour and then start preparing dinner. Yeah. So, um, so then the, for, for the teens, the team dinners, whoever's uh, on tap for the dinner that night, but I would try to provide the lunches in general, I try to make sure that I had um, done the Costco run of the meat and the lettuce and the salad, you know, mm-hmm, meat mm-hmm. and um, sometimes soups. Um, 
and make sure that those were kind of ready. So. Nice. We, so I'm, I'm actually interested in maybe trying to pull one of these off. We've done some, some things in the same wheelhouse. I mean, uh, a few years ago, mm-hmm. Cersei, Cersei, the office was hosting for the local, in the local community, Plato readings. Yeah. Um, we were kind of table reading and, but, uh, and taking turns, like someone would, you would pass two people at a time, basically like one person would be played uh, Socrates and one person would be the other. Sure. So you're going sure. back. So you can kind of hear the dialogue. That's happening. good. That's um, good. That's a good tip. Mm-hmm. And then Kobe and I have hosted, to- hosted twice um, Shakespeare ones where mm. similarly, like people will take a potluck and people will take turns each, you know, each scene take, a couple people will take turns reading the parts. And so you get some back That's and forth. Great. And so it's, it's been a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. We have done 12th night on 12th night. And, okay. Okay. and then we've done a uh, midsummer's night dream over the summer. <laughs> those are the two we've wow, done. Oh, yay. So, <laughs> um, they're fun. Those, those are fun ones. Right. And so that, you know, not quite as heavy as maybe doing one of the histories of the, or the tragedies <laughs> do one yeah. of the light, lighter <laughs> comedies, but yeah, this is exciting. This great. is, I like this idea. This would be, it could be a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. um, well, a- any mm-hmm. other advice for people who are wanting to, to, to start something like this for mm-hmm. them, themselves? Um, just don't, don't over plan or over stress. Um, you know, my house sometimes had, you know, major disarray in the living room or, you know, unfolded clothes and baskets all in the living room and people would come over. And, and so to not, to not wait for the best conditions, um, to, to make it happen, but to just, if you have a couple folks, uh, that are wanting to grow and that are hungry for, um, you know, kind of the frame of the world that's being handed to us and all sorts of media, um, is, is a frame and to keep showing, you know, just larger frames, larger ways of integrating the world and uh, the life that we've been given as image bearers. You know, it's, it's worth just starting. And it's, I think it's GK Chesterton, anything worth doing is worth doing whatever we think is poorly at first. Um, And so don't get over perfectionistic with offering it. Um, Just get together and do it. You know, if a brunch time is better for you, not a grilling in the afternoon, because you don't have a grilling husband. Um, you know, or you're not a griller yourself, um, do a brunch. If you're, if you're good at putting together a brunch and those that's enjoyable to you, then do that and read for a couple hours in the morning. And if it's only ladies and not couples, then, then do that. I've had both and both are very, very fruitful. Um, and so that's probably one thing. Don't overstress about it. Just start. And then the second thing is, um, is, you know, start start with a book that you've been wondering about or a book that you, you yourself have heard that you would like to read and, um, and jump in. Um, I, I started, I didn't quite start that way, but that's how my beach retreats definitely were was that, that I heard about this book and I knew I should read it and I need a group of people so that I get it done and get encouraged and stay the course. And, um, but, you know, initially I did read a book that, that was out of the apprenticeship. So I'd gone through it one time. Mm-hmm. And I was familiar with it, and that was Gorgias. And so I knew that I wanted to to pot, and I thought it was so great. And I knew I missed ninety percent of what was right. in it. Right. Uh, so I thought maybe we could start there. And that just that book just really bonded our group together as we explored the body and the soul. What is rhetoric? What is health of the soul? The health of the body. It just it just was so nourishing to, mm-hmm. to, to our group. And so that's another way. Start with the book that you're kind of comfortable with. You've been around the terrain and you want to go around the terrain again. Um, or start with the book that um, 
that, you know, you've been hearing about and you just, you need a group to get together and get it done. So. Thanks. Uh, well, I mentioned yeah. that, uh, Heather is one of our uh, head mentors in the apprenticeship program. If you're not familiar with the apprenticeship program, you can see kind of the the general details over on the Cersei website, and I'll put a link to that in the in the show notes. But um, you know, I was in Matt's apprenticeship. Uh, my wife was in Renee's, mm-hmm. and you were in Andrew's mm-hmm. at one point. Um, each each apprenticeship has its own its own flavor too. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. you could tell us a little bit about uh, about yours, where where y'all meet for the meetings in the year, um, some of the things that your group likes to do, maybe that's, you know, unique, unique to your uh, group. I'm going to give by a little, a little thanks. picture of what you guys do. Thanks. Thanks, Brandon. Um, yeah, I think, I think my group, um, yeah, definitely, uh, has a, a flair toward, um, uh, you know, reading hard things that maybe you're intimidated by. Um, we've had homeschool moms, we've had, you know, uh, public education uh, folks in there. We've had some, you know, folks bring, beginning classical schools want to get in there uh, to the apprenticeship. So we've had a, a good group of different kinds of educators, or I should say different uh, educators in different environments mm-hmm. um, that uh, that have come. And um so we definitely have a flair for exploring um, a text for the text's sake. And we're really careful about needing to feel like I need to come in and have all this research and academia and articles and, you know, and be able to 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 know all the what what all the critics are saying about the text. We really try to get into the text itself. We like to read Shakespeare first and see what he's trying to to talk to us about. I think it's C.S. Lewis in an experiment of criticism talks about kind of participating in the book and letting the book speak to you first. And um, and trying to um, trying to let the text speak to you. So this isn't a um, we don't find ourselves. We enjoy, you know, when when we can hear other commentaries on the book or what have you. But first and foremost, we're trying to get into the text and learn how to read the Iliad and learn how to read um, Shakespeare, learn how to read Plato for ourselves and not necessarily spend all of our time outside of those books, quoting other people's opinions about the book. That's that's fine. And that comes. Uh, but we try to get in and get comfortable reading these books for ourselves. So that's definitely probably across all apprenticeships. That's probably true. But uh, but that's something I really heavily um, am focused on. And then um, the second thing is, is that we do spend a bit of time reading out loud um, at our retreats. Um, we tend to read out loud, even in our monthly webinars. There's some sections, especially when we get to Shakespeare, we do, you know, take a role and we read it out loud and try to get it out in more sensory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. beyond just reading it on a page. And um, and so we do like the reading out loud. And then um, um, there's a couple of little traditions that we do that are, um, you know, things that I think uh, happen across um happen across the apprenticeship and then there's a couple of traditions that are more unique to um kind of the the way that we've you know kind of grown in the apprenticeship so um i won't give those away because those are secrets that happen <laughs> at the banquet and you're not supposed to share those outside um but anyway um so um so yeah i think it's yeah it's a good group i tend to mostly have women um i and i like that um I talk to Andrea every time and I just say, if there are guys that are supposed to come, but we've got two head mentor guys too. And so I tend to have um, just women in mine in mine. So it's just the way it's been rolling. If, if it, if it changes, I'm open, but, uh, but for now I tend to have, yeah, it's the, the ladies away together. So. And you're in North Carolina. Where, where, where do your mm-hmm. two retreats meet? Yeah, we're in North Carolina. Our two retreats tend to meet, um, 
the summer one tends to meet uh, near Greensboro, North Carolina. So okay. you can fly into Charlotte or you can fly into Raleigh, which are both about an hour away and drive over. You can usually find cheaper flights into there or you can drive into Greensboro and just be 15 minutes away. The group tends to uh, get together and get an Airbnb, uh, but there's also a hotel nearby should somebody want their own room because they're like, no, I've got to have my own bed, <laughs> control of my own space. So we've got a hotel and kind of Airbnb options. And then in the winter retreat, um, we tend to um, we tend to go to the beach. Um, we're trying to uh, we usually go out to Emerald Isle, which is a couple hours east of Raleigh. And um, and we tend to um, yeah, kind of all bunk there um, in a in a house. Um, and so that's um, and we try to make sure there's a hotel close uh, Hampton Inn or Hilton or something. If, if again, if there's somebody who's in situations where they just really need that space when they're away, they also need the physical space. Right. Um, so we try to, we try to be mindful of that, but is that good? Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I'll put the link to the, the apprenticeship in there. If that's something uh, you're, you're interested in, in the audience, uh, this is the mm-hmm. time of year for those applications uh, for Heather mm-hmm. and the other groups. And I'll, I'll try and put some links in to Heather for Heather too. Uh, she she posts a little bit about her her reading groups and, and on social media and things like that. Um, and and hopefully this will inspire a lot of you to to start something locally, uh, friends, family, to to just spend some more time in great texts uh, with each other in, in kind of a low pressure option mm-hmm. where you can read aloud. So thank you for sharing mm-hmm. about what you've been doing and and how we can join in and do it ourselves. So. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks. Thanks for all you do. And thanks for all that Cersei does. Um, I'm excited to, to see what this next year holds. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us on Quiddity as we refreshed ourselves at Systems of Learning Doug long ago, drawing from Springs Too Deep for Taint. You can send your comments and questions to podcast at org. You can also join the Quiddity conversation on the Cersei Circle at circle.so. And join us next week for another episode. Be sure to check out the other shows on the Cersei Podcast Network.